so mean to me online, mommy. Hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight, we have Alex Senpai. It's been a long road, getting from there to here. <laughs> Never sing again. <laughs> wow. So today Rude. we will be talking about the last episode of Vinland Saga, episode 24. Mm. And this is when all the shit hits the fan. What you should say sure. is the last episode, question mark? The last episode of this season of Inland Saga, <laughs> period. Uh, so <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Okay, so the first thing I noticed as soon as the episode started was that there's a significant upgrade in the art quality. I don't know if it's just me, but that meeting hall looks like it got a full makeover <laughs> in between the episodes. Also, like. The characters and all the different things look uh, much better drawn. So I noticed like the last few episodes have been better in quality than. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say like a huge upgrade. I'd say it was definitely noticeable though. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just the art too. The animation in general was a little bit, just a little bit greater than what we've seen in the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And when the quality goes up you know that shit is going down <laughs> um or the cgi so, is about to come out no that's not what's happening uh so we start the episode with Ascalad petitioning the king to reconsider wales uh or reconsider the invasion of wales and everybody's like what the fuck is he doing um he's saying no to the king what you can do that um, I didn't find it that uh, crazy, but sure, whatever. Um, and then he gives advice, uh, very practical advice that, you know, Wales isn't worth conquering. It's going to be a lot of effort to to uh, march armies through mountains, and they literally have no fertile land, so what is the point? Um, and then a lot of the people agree. So that is a smart decision from Askeladd, bringing practical practicality into this because i mean he is right that it's not really worth doing that um it certainly wasn't worth the effort at the time yeah at the time there are more important things to focus on like consolidating your power over the actual fertile line that you actually want aka england yeah and fortifying your borders (laughs) that you already have yeah uh don't like if you fly too close to the sun you're gonna get burnt and fall out of the sky that's what you shouldn't be doing you should be happy with what you have um so the king's response to Askeladd's uh advice was another creepy smile (laughs) Swain is good at those creepy smiles though oh god please never smile I I never want to see a smile like that again um and the king was like you know you're right uh, and the king only recognized Askeladd's uh, advice as being right because he knew that his uh, noblemen and all of his lords all agreed with Askeladd and were like, we don't want to waste all of our men and all of our resources 
on some bullshit excursion and just who knows where. Like, let's just stay in England. So he knows everyone doesn't want to go to Wales. And ask, so he has to recognize Askeladd's uh, um, idea or whatever as, you know, the right idea. So at this point in time, the king is falling into Askeladd's hand. Um, even though in the last episode, we had ended it with Askeladd in the king's hand. So we're seeing another shift of power. Uh, love these uh, mental uh, warfare that we're witnessing. Um, but then the, the king cuddles up to Askeladd, <laughs> holds him close, and whispers in his ear that you can either have whales or canute. You can't have both, bitch. So... I love I love the fact that he does this like in full view of everyone there. Obviously not everyone can hear it because they're whispering to each other. But I mean, clearly they were embraced for long enough that people might think, "Well, what the fuck is going on here?" But I I, I just love the fact that he just whispers in his ear, "You can have Canute or Wales, you can't have both. Make your choice." That was a really interesting ultimatum. Um I love the I love the stakes involved and the Political thriller. Ooh la la, which one do we pick? But um, it also shows that the king really values Askeladd as a tactician mm-hmm. um, and a politician and just like a policymaker. So he wants Askeladd's brain on his side because um, he recognizes it as very... He's very smart. He recognizes his wit. Yeah. But he clear and obviously the king doesn't want Canute to uh, ascend to the throne. He wants Harold. So the, the, king, the king is essentially is... putting Asglad between a rock and a hard place. Like neither decision that he, if he has to choose between one or the other, neither decision is one hundred percent in his favor. See, the problem is that Asglad only, well, allegedly, he only wants Canute to ascend to the throne because he trusts Canute to protect Wales, mm-hmm. allegedly. Um, so it's really, so the king says that he will protect Wales, but, you know, Askeladd doesn't trust him because Askeladd doesn't see the king as someone who is going to value Wales. So there's a lot of different things going on with this, uh, simple ultimatum. And I have no idea what Askeladd was going to choose at the time. Um, honestly... At the time, I was thinking, you know, just fuck Canute, just save Wales. <laughs> I was honestly thinking that. I didn't think that Askeladd actually give a fuck about Canute. I'm like, mm. aren't you Wales only? Like, that's all about you, all that you care about. So maybe, maybe he was thinking that even if the the king is, let's say, let's say the king is lying and like he chooses Wales and he's like, okay, and then he just kills Askeladd spite or something, like. At least he thought that Canute was going to be loyal to his word and not, and just leave Wales alone. That's true. So that makes sense. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but Askeladd's. So yeah. Um, so the whispering continues on, and <clears throat> the king goes on to say, "Listen, Askeladd. <laughs> we all know Wales' only worth is to be slaves to us." And then 
<laughs> Askeladd makes the most intense expression. Like, Askeladd was about to fucking punch the king in the face with his sword. Um, which he actually does later on. But, <laughs> but um, he literally lost his cool, which... You know what? You know what I equated to? This is going to sound really, like, immature. But you know what I equate it to? I equate it to when you're watching, like, a, an anime rom-com with a cinderay in it. And the main character, like, does something nice or lovey-dovey towards the cinderay character. And the cinderay just looks at the main character and goes, Eh? <laughs> that's what I equate uh... it to. Like, that's, that's the intensity... <laughs> With which you see Askeladd just change direction immediately. Sure, whatever you say. I sound so <laughs> immature, but that's what I equate it to. Like it's that okay. it's that trigger it's that trigger phrase. Like you said you said the wrong motherfucking thing. You about to go down, bitch. Yeah, I guess so. Well, after that, we cut to Leaf trying to get Thorfinn into a boat. This is literally. Thorfinn is literally, like, one years old, and is literally, like, you have to, like, cajole him everywhere. Um, this is a hard cut, by the way, like... Yeah. It's one hell of a thing to cut away from. That 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 close-up on Askeladd's face when he says that the, the... When the king tells him that Wales is only good for its slaves. Yeah. So, uh, Leif was uh, saying that... This boat was one that Thorfinn always wanted to sail on, and that like gave me a full, full whiplash all the way back to like episode one, <laughs> where the where um, Thorfinn as a child wanted to go on sailing with Leaf, and Leaf was like, "You ain't old enough to sail, girl. You need to go back to your crib." <laughs> um, so that came out of nowhere because so much shit happened since then and Thorfinn is such a different person. So uh, that was a huge throwback to uh, what Thorfinn wanted as a child and was wanting to do as a child. And maybe if this gets a sequel, maybe Thorfinn will become a sailor because I guess that was his original interest. Who knows? Um but I mean, that feels like more of a legitimate interest than what he's currently doing right now. So Trying to get revenge. That would probably be good for him if it's... he joined the seamen. No, whoa. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's certainly a better occupation than revenge seeker. Yes. Think about the benefits. And you know, the, the, the sad thing about this, I, I kind of mentioned this before, like, I, I feel so bad for Leif because he's he's finally found Thorfinn and it's like Thorfinn just continually keeps trying to push him away. And that's what happens here with this scene because it's almost like Thorfinn is being slowly talked into doing this. Almost. And then Thorfinn mm-hmm. sees a fucking bird and it's like, nope, I'm gone. But I, I, I like the symbology of that scene, though, because he sees the bird and he reaches out his hand towards it. And it's like, it's a, in fiction, a, a lot, birds are used to symbolize freedom. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's what's being intended here. I think so, too, but I don't understand what free, how, what freedom is he seeking and what is happening? I don't. I, there's a part of me that says, like, he sees this and he wants like he wants to get out of this desire for revenge by going back to Askeladd? Yes, and killing him. <laughs> oh, I guess so. 
I don't know. I just I, I I feel like that that him seeing that bird and then you know running away while Leif has his back turned. It's just it it's a it's such a symbolic gesture of freedom to me, and I'm pretty sure that's what's intended by the by the author and by the the animators. I do think it was intended to be him seeking freedom. I don't know why he went back to ask Lad, but apparently that's what freedom is. Uh, <laughs> so now we cut back to the confrontation between Askeladd and the king, and Askeladd went <laughs> full ham, <laughs> doubled down on his um, crazed expression, and finally broke and, like, threatened the king's life and it called the king some shit Some nasty names. Bullshit. He was so mean yeah. to me online, mommy. Oh, my God. So, okay, at the time I was watching this, I thought Askeladd had completely lost it and had lost the mental battle and just completely is making a huge mistake. But oh, later on, we but that's that's where you're wrong, my friend. <laughs> so later on, we realized that he strategically did this. Um, but yeah, at the time, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I also like... <laughs> okay, so Askeladd brings up that he's the legitimate king of Britannia, where Britannia is like a Roman term, I think. Yes. Or is it a Welsh term? No, Britannia is what the Romans called the island of Great Britain. Okay, so many questions. First of all, I don't know if this is true. <laughs> if he is actually from Roman uh, royalty. I don't know if that's true or his mother lied to him, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, matter. he believes it's true. Uh, second of all, I don't know why he's bringing this up because it's not like the Norwegians are going to recognize Roman royalty. So him bringing up the fact that he's the king of Britannia was another reason why I'm like, you crazy girl. Like, that's completely irrelevant information. I don't know why he's talking about it. Um, so that's another reason I thought he was uh, losing his mind, which later on we realize is not true. Um, he's putting on a great act, though, isn't he? Yes. And then the shot of him just, like, flipping the king's head off with his sword was so amazing. I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> I thought it came it, out it's of... It's very... This scene, while, while being very violent indeed, because it is, um, is also somewhat campy, isn't it? I was just laughing because it came out of nowhere and it was just like, bye, bitch. Boom. I found it quite campy, like with how it's done, uh, it, you know, minus it's all it's violence and everything, but also with how Ascalite is really playing this up, like playing up the fact that he's losing his mind, even though he's really not because he's putting on a great act. Oh, no, I just mm -hmm. found it. I found it kind of campy. I mean, it works. Don't get me wrong. It really works, especially the end where you see the, the head come off. Um, but I, did, I found it. Side of, like looking back on it after the fact, I found it kind of campy. Mm -hmm. Well, I liked it. Um, I did too. I did too. I, I will say, I will dramatic, say, this yeah. is a huge deviation from real life history, though. <laughs> this is not how Swain died in real life. Because Yudelo anime is always accurate, historically and otherwise. I yep. believe. I believe the real King Swain died in his sleep, if I'm not mistaken. It was. It wasn't during a battle. 
I don't I don't know if it was due to an illness or in his sleep, but he he didn't die during a battle. Well, I don't know if this is considered a battle. I think this is considered well, a fight, assassination. Um, yeah. So after the king has been murdered, all of a sudden, um, Canute decides to not defend his vassal and actually uh, condemn Ascalad and be like. This guy is fucking enemy of the state. Go kill him. It's, Which... it's also worth mentioning that all of this is happening in front of all the nobles. So they all know what's up. Mm-hmm. Which is a very smart idea um, by Canute. Because if he had defended Ascalad, he would be seen as a traitor and he would lose his right to succeed the throne. So he was basically forced into executing Ascalad because... Um, that was the only way he could maintain his legitimacy as a successor. Um, and the fact that Canute was able to connect those dots all on the fly, like right when it's happening, uh, sees it shows that he is quite a capable person fit to be a ruler because mm-hmm. he can make those really quick decisions when it really counts. So um, that was a great character building for Canute. Um, and even more character building was that Canute is actually the person that realized that Askeladd was acting because he says it to Thorkel that... Yes, Thorkel's like, let me get him, let me get him, let me get him. (laughs) Yeah, he says that Askeladd has decided to basically kill himself in order to have Canute succeed to the throne and to get the safety of Wales to win both of those fights, but to lose his own life, mm. which is poetic. I also um, like to say it, it kind of goes back to something I said that the last episode at the very end where you see um, Askeladd kneeling and having that like kind of questionable smile. I still think mm-hmm. that he saw this outcome and he knew what he had to do to get it. And that's why he was smiling in that last episode at the end. I still think he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, <laughs> but we can have differing opinions. Um, <clears throat> so Thorkel uh, responds to Canute by giving the advice that Canute should kill Askeladd himself, which is also extremely smart advice because that will solidify your legitimacy as the next ruler, as the person who killed the assassin of the king. Um, so that was also very smart on Thorkel's behalf and i do really appreciate all of this smart writing um clearly it takes a very competent writer to write all of these uh smart characters and all of their smart decisions in Mm. this political uh atmosphere or situation um so kudos to vinland saga for for being a very smartly written show because uh you don't see that a lot um so happy about that. Um, and then, you know, all this bullshit happens. You know, <laughs> Askeladd is like slicing through like hundreds of Definitely do- at least dozens of guards for sure. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then Canute just like pokes him with a sword. Like, like he's like <laughs> um, poking him with a finger, only it's a sword instead. 
um, and then Askeladd like instantly dies. It's very, it's very, um, you know, it looks very staged. It does, um, which it is actually staged. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it was so obviously staged. I just is a bit funny. I don't know why I find all these dramatic things funny, but... But again, that's why I said it's important that all this is taking place in front of the nobles because now they can all go back to their their cities and their towns and their villages and say that they saw what happened firsthand. Like, they saw Canute kill this guy who killed the king. Mm Mm-hmm. And clearly, um, we know that Askeladd allowed Canute to put the sword into his vital spot because i have no doubt that given Askeladd's skill as a swordsman he probably could have taken on canute pretty easily yes it was very obvious that he let him and the fact that Askeladd let canute kill him verified canute's um hypothesis that Askeladd this was all an act so like that that point where Askeladd let canute kill him that's like 100 percent sure that Askeladd was acting the whole time um and then, you know, uh, Askeladd falls on the floor, he's dying, and Thorfinn, who was chasing after the bird, comes in through the fucking ceiling. No, he doesn't come through the fucking <laughs> ceiling. He's, like, banging on the uh, That would be pretty awesome, though, if he just windows, came in through like, the ceiling like nothing had happened. Hmm? I said that would be pretty awesome if he came in through the ceiling like nothing had happened. I mean, he tried. He, like, like let me in through the windows. <laughs> he couldn't get in through the windows, so he came through the front door. Um, and Thorfinn held his lover, I mean father, I mean Askeladd man, uh, in his arms as Askeladd died. Um, <laughs> and Askeladd gave Thorfinn some advice to be like, you know... You gotta have more to your life than just me. And you know, Askeladd is right, Thorfinn. You have to have more to life. Think about Leaf. Yeah. Think about the boats. Think about Think doing about... something with your life now that I'm fucking gone. Life on the sea. Think about Vinland. You could be a... I don't know what you call those wow, people. Wow, you're trying to make a poem here. This is beautiful. Thank you. What do you uh, call those people who establish settlements? Whatever. Colonists? You can going a what? A colonist? Yes, a colonist. Yes, you could be a colonist. That's what you could be. But Clearly again, like, title... like Thorfinn's, Thorfinn's like reaction to all this is just further proof of like that the thing like the the self defeat mentality of 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 revenge. Like he's he hasn't gotten it himself, and it's killing him now that he hasn't gotten it himself. Yeah, well, it's literally a self, well, not a self fulfilling prophecy, but like. It was never going to happen um, for him to get the satisfaction. It was never something that he could have gotten from Askeladd. He mm-hmm. was seeking something else that he couldn't have gotten the way he wanted, the way he was doing it. Um, and now he just has to face the fact that you'll never get any closure from Askeladd because now he's dead. Um, I like. I love the fact that Canute goes up to him and apologizes for killing Askeladd, and Thorfinn's like, "Bitch, swing." <laughs> I love the expression he made. It was like literally a baby about to cry. He's like, <laughs> and then immediately lunges at Canute, which is very in character for Thorfinn, but is has a lot of 
repercussions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping Thorfinn would act out of character just for the plot's sake so that like I it would be great if Thorfinn could continue being Canute's like bodyguard. Um, that would be great for the plot's sake because then we'd have um, a sort of we would know as viewers what the general direction the plot was going to go. Mm-hmm. But no, Thorfinn, the the author has the balls to say, no, Thorfinn is not that kind of person. And we, and we as viewers know he's not that kind of person. Thorfinn is the kind of person that's going to go ham and kill everyone. So clearly we know that Thorfinn cannot continue under Canute's, um, yeah. at least the current state of him I, well i i get the sense that um that thor that this was set up so that thorfinn would actually learn a lesson from this just not right now like he's got it he's got to he's got to get let this happen and then get past it and then upon reflection he'll see that oh this might actually be good i can get on with my life now and we as viewers have no idea what getting on with your life will entail it won't be anywhere around Canute. We know that. <laughs> Definitely not, considering what just happened. So I'm. I appreciate the uh, the ballsiness that the author had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it throws the plot up in the air because I have no idea what's going to happen next. Um, I do like that Canute. Uh, I mean, Floki was trying to take advantage of the situation and be like, "Listen, I can take control." And Canute's like, "Nah, bitch." hair flip it's my time to shine in the spotlight and he picks up the crown crown. and puts it on his head it's like yo look at this i'm the boss now yes so canute is um stepping up to the plate that's a great character building for him and then as the uh episode is about to end with fucking thorfinn in a literal state of psychotic breakdown like fucking trying to (laughs) run back to Asklad's corpse like a maniac he drops his father's dagger I believe it's his father's dagger Mm -hmm. and um, we see the flashbacks of the what happened to him throughout the show uh, flash through his through the dagger as it's um, falling, which, was, which I thought was a really great cinema, like choice cinematography wise. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. Um, and then after that, we cut to these various shots of some random people that haven't been introduced yet. Clearly foreshadowing for unless you've read the, the manga arc. Uh huh. Um, the the shots were really beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's like the episode ended and then the animators are like, but we still have all this budget left. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just blow it on <laughs> these random shots of these random people. Um, so that's what we got, which I won't say no to because it looked nice. Um, but that's Also, that piece basically... of music that's playing right there at the end was really nice as well. Sure. I don't remember it. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, that's basically how the episode ended. Um, So now that the show is over, 
Mm-hmm. What are your overall thoughts of Vinland Saga season one? Question mark. Um, well, I, I can say that shortly after this episode aired, we actually know that we'll be getting a, another anime project. We don't know what form it's going to take yet, but the next arc of the manga is going to be uh, adapted, the uh, the slave arc. So it's gonna be a five part movie. I oh mean. God. No, please, please, no Legends of Galactic Heroes, please. Um, please, please, Wit Studio, no. Uh, my overall thoughts on this show, um, I have to say, is it's definitely one of the best, better shows of 2019, I would say. Um, probably in my personal top five. Um, it gets off to a bit of a slow start in its first four or five episodes, but... Once you get past that, and especially once Askeladd is introduced and you kind of get a little bit of development on him, I think the story kind of comes into its own, and it becomes a really fun ride uh, from then on, especially watching Askeladd and all of his band of merry men travel around and pillage. Um, It's also interesting because it's set up where Thorfinn is supposed to be the main character, but so many other characters around him get more screen time and development than he does more often than not. And so they end up becoming more developed or at least more fully developed than, than he is. I thought that's, that's an interesting choice, like narratively to do. I think it's to the story's benefit though. It's definitely refreshing because we don't see that a lot. We see a lot of, I guess this would be considered a shonen. Uh, in shonen where it's all about the main shonen, character but sure well it's like it's like it follows a shonen um formula of being like a hero's journey going on an adventure mm. to achieve yeah. a goal or whatever um so the problem with that is that you like focus on the main character too much and the main character just becomes boring um and honestly if we did focus on thorfinn that much and there was no development he would become extremely boring uh and like repetitive and just annoying um so i'm glad um that they chose a different approach to uh, a similar format of a story that we've seen before because it makes it much more interesting to watch yeah yeah it does um i also like the fact that and i think this is something that um maybe we should see more of an anime. So this, this story isn't necessarily, it's based loosely on actual historical events. Um, I'd like to see more of that to be perfectly honest with you. It's something that I'd like to see more anime, see more of an anime. Um, Obviously this is based on an existing manga uh, series, but I I don't know as someone who really likes historical fiction, it's something I'd like to see a lot more of. Personally. I definitely also like historical fiction, so I would also love to see more of it. Um, the only exception is that I really don't like Japanese historical fiction. Yeah, I, that in, that is something else. Like this is obviously a very it's a very Western yeah. story. It's very Western centric, and there are so many <clears throat> there are so many historical figures in the West that I think would make phenomenal. Um, subjects for for anime to tackle 
that it's just something I'd like to see more of, and it doesn't have to be based on a manga or a light novel. It can be an anime original, and it's something I'd like to see more studios perhaps take take a risk on in the future. I mean, we I, let, let's be honest. We played the whole isekai card out. Let's let's move on to something else, anime industry, please. Yeah, animate more fate. Oh God, no! Actual <laughs> historical fiction, not like <laughs> fucking. Let's make everyone a fucking bug-eyed lowly historical fiction. Uh. I mean, but you get what I'm saying, though. Like, just, Mm -hmm. and the fact that all this was, like, yeah, it was highly fictionalized, especially towards the end, but some of these characters were based on people who actually lived. Like, Knut was a real person. Thorco was a real person. Thorfinn was a real person. Yep. I Uh, would definitely appreciate more stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Something else I was going to say, the music overall was really good. Um, Both of the OPs and both of the EDs I really, really liked. Um, if Such I had to pick, OPs and EDs. If I had to fun. pick one thing, I would say that the um, the first ED is probably one of my favorite EDs of the year, uh, for sure. Um, Torches by Imer. It's really good. It's a really good ED. Um, what else? I mean, I think. Oh, let me ask you this: Do you think this deserves like consideration for like an anime of the year award or not? Nah? Um, that is a good question it's definitely one of the better things that aired in 2019 so this is clearly part one of a larger story Mm -hmm. mostly because um you know canute's arc is clearly not over yes he has power but he clearly has not consolidated his power as king there's a lot of other factors that are gonna interfere with that like harald and floki and the general nobleman and everything Obviously, Thorfinn has not finished his arc. He still has to deal with his whole life. The only arc that finished was Askeladd, um, and it was a great arc. Um, but the story is clearly not over, and that kind of makes me less wanting to put it as anime of the year. Mm. Even though it was a very um, well-written story um, and, and well, very well, enjoyable. well done. Uh, technically, and it was very enjoyable, and it was uh, overall very interesting. The only thing holding me back is that it's not finished. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. I feel like this was this was the setup to a much larger and probably even more grandiose story that I'm really hoping we get to see sometime soon. Yeah, I definitely want to see more. I know the manga is unfinished, so we need the manga to wrap up faster than its monthly release (laughs) and then we need it animated and then i can be satisfied yeah i I need a lot of things to happen i i i feel i i definitely i definitely agree with you on the whole like maybe not including it for anime of the year simply because that it it does i mean seem like uh just the first part of a much larger story that may end up being even better the next time around i would say that but also there's not a lot of competition for it, honestly. So <laughs> I might consider it one of the best of the year, mostly because, I mean, there wasn't too much that really uh, would take its place. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so out of 10, what are you going to give this? I would give this a 9 out of 10. I would. I would definitely second that. The fact that it's incomplete doesn't mean that it can't have a 10 out of 10 for me. 
I'm giving it a nine because I found it a bit inconsistent in the art, animation, and story. Like, sometimes you get these beautiful backdrops of Iceland. Sometimes you get CG water, CG boats, CG fights that are not good. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you get these great fight scenes that are like 30 seconds long. And sometimes you don't get anything. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say nine out of 10 for a lot of the same reasons. Although almost all of my reasons are for the technical stuff, like the inconsistency with the animation at times, the inconsistency with the art. That's the only thing that, that stops it from being a 10 out of 10 for me. And like there was some parts of the show, like the entire priest character i was i felt was really badly done and there was like some some side episodes that i felt weren't that great i relate um, to him though I'm, what the priest i relate to him in his heavy drinking. that's that's a you problem uh so i mean there are some problems i found with the show um but overall i think it had really strong characters like you said strong character arcs um so basically, it was Thorfinn's arc into Askeladd's arc into Canute's arc, with Askeladd starting and finishing in this um, entire, in this particular season, we can call it, I guess. Um, so, and all of the arcs were very interesting and very uh, um, well thought out and well written and really made me interested in all the characters. Um and then it was it was also a really great adventure story. Mm-hmm. Really put you into the uh, lifestyle of the Vikings. Uh, really refreshing setting, great atmosphere. Um, so I really enjoyed uh, this show for all those reasons. Um, I only have like really minor problems with it, so that's why it's a nine out of ten for me. Okay. Yeah, I think I think pretty much everything you said was very fair. Um, I I tend to give it a little more leeway than you. I think with the the story stuff, like especially with some of the characters, like the priest, and how some of the some of the episodes were a little, uh, I guess slower paced than others, and it may have detracted from the actual the overall story. Um, but overall, I'm giving it my nine out of ten, mostly for some of the technical technical inconsistencies, mostly in the animation art art department. It's hard to not be disappointed when I know this is Studio Wit and I know what they look like at their best. Yeah. And this That is one that that's one thing I wanted to ask you, like as as a maybe a closing question is do you think that Wit is going to I mean we've already we already know that the next arc is gonna get adapted uh, at some point. We don't know when yet or what form format that's going to take. Do you think Wit's going to take a similar approach to this that they took with Attack on Titan, where they'll have like a 24, 25 episode first season, then they're going to wait a few years, and then we'll get a new season? Probably. Well, not, I don't think the wait is going to be as long as the second season of Attack on Titan, but I think that they'll probably wait a bit and maybe do a one core second season. Okay. Or maybe break up the the next arc into maybe two or three seasons, two or three maybe twelve episode seasons. Uh, I don't know, maybe. But do you, my I guess my my question really is: Do you think that like Attack on Titan, Wit is in this for the long haul with with Vinland Saga? 
to do maybe a complete adaptation. What is with Studio Wit and picking these long ass stories that are un- they incomplete? Like, <laughs> and they're like, you know, I don't really feel like doing Attack on Titan. We'll do Vinland Saga, and then they'll be like, oh, I don't really feel like doing Vinland Saga. Let's do something else. I'm like, now that you say that, I feel like maybe they will just abandon Vinland Saga. Like a lost child. That's my, that's my feeling because I, 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 we still don't know yet who's going to be doing Attack on Titan season four, and it, it hasn't. We don't know. It could, it could end up being wit. Maybe they'll come back and do it one more time, but it hasn't been announced at least at the time of this recording. So yeah, wit likes to take bites of things that they can't swallow. Yeah. Um. But I, I would like, I'd like to see this eventually get a complete adaptation. It, it's a, it's a well developed setting, and it's, it's something we don't see a lot in anime, um, at least currently. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe, hopefully, this starts a new trend with just like Western style stories getting adapted into, into anime. I, I would love to see that. Only if it's done well. No more, well, Mar- no more Marvel. No. Yeah, no more Marvel anime, please. Yeah. So that's Vinland Saga, though. I guess it is. We both give two thumbs up. So, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it, because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, or if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I have been your host, Sho, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, Alex. I, uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Make I a really, sexual pun. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to end this on a sexual pun like we did at the beginning of this, but I don't know what, I don't know how to do this. I'm not as perverted as you. That's what you want them to think. I do know if you search for the real Thorfinn on Google, you get pictures of the Thorfinn from the anime. I do know that. Okay. Well. So, so it, it is clearly, it is clearly at fate levels of acceptance now as real life. I think anime is real life. You might be right. Yeah.